The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Tonight on an all-new Monsterland, did a trail cam pick up a squatch and a stud? Hipsters catch a shape-shifting squatch in Shasta. Doctor, doctor, give us the news. You got a Bigfoot that's stalking you. Let's go! a wicked mystery a paranormal perfect storm known simply as monsterland the monsterland podcast is recorded live in an undisclosed location somewhere in the heart of high strangeness just outside of monsterland massachusetts and now here are your hosts from travel channels expedition bigfoot author researcher ronnie leblanc and from history's the curse of oak island drilling down actor host maddie blake Greetings, monsters. Welcome to another edition, our second in 2020 of Monsterland. I'm Matty Blake. Across the desk from me is my friend and partner. What's up, bud? Ronnie LeBlanc. How you doing? Or as we've been calling him, Blue Steel. <laughs> in the last 24 hours. <laughs> and, I, and I walked, into, yeah, the, walked yeah. into the studio just a few minutes ago and yeah. noticed this photo of <laughs> the movie Zoolander uh, and the whole blue So uh, producer Dave did this. Uh. So last night during the Expedition <clears throat> Bigfoot episode, there is a shot of you <laughs> setting up a trail cam and Dr. Mayer, who's about to be on the show in a couple minutes, uh, said, Ronnie, here's a shot of you setting up the trail cam and you're giving this... <laughs> You know, OTS look, you know, like an over the shoulder glance at the camera with this blue steel look. And I immediately jumped off my couch, hit pause and tweeted it out there to the world, blue steel and simultaneously smash cut to you watching the episode at home with your wife and what happened. So as Did soon as that, I think that maybe there's more to life than being really, really, really ridiculously good looking. <laughs> as soon as it came up, we both burst out laughing. And I paused it, and I looked at her, and I said, Maddie's going to have a field day with this. As you were saying that, uh, I was literally taking a shot of it with my phone oh my and gosh. putting it on the internet. So, so uh, great. check out uh, our Monsterland podcast, uh, Facebook and, and, and Twitter, <laughs> and at MonsterPod. At, at everywhere we are, you'll see the picture of Ronnie doing his blue steel accidentally. Uh, great interview we've got coming up. We're going to get right to it. Uh, Dr. Mayer from Expedition Bigfoot, you fans of the show. We're about to talk to her. Um, and Ronnie, um, before we do that, let's, yeah. do a, let's do a quick Ronnie Report mm. because I believe we have some breaking news. The Ronnie Report. What is the story? We're going to have to Ronnie LeBron, who's sitting right across from me. <laughs> Ronnie, what's going on in the world of Bigfoot? Thank you, Maddie. All right, so uh, Jason quit who's a researcher and author, had actually tweeted last night after Expedition Episode 6 about a strange story that he just heard, a Bigfoot story that had six witnesses and was just posted this morning, uh, January 13th, 2020, uh, Mount Shasta. And it's a crazy story. We just watched it. Dr. Maria has watched the video as well. Oh, good. So we can talk so to we her can about chat this. about uh, what she thinks. And um, Give us yeah. the setup to this click. Real quick, uh, yeah. Ronnie, these these are documentary filmmakers Correct. in California who are out squatching, basically, hoping they would get something. Yes. So they're trying to have some kind of experience and yep. some kind of uh, interaction. And guess what they end up doing? So in Expedition Big, Bigfoot, I introduced the idea of gifting. Yes. And so they're doing the same thing. And they start to get some interaction. But what happened the first night in this video, which we'll post, is that they had some kind of beings on top of their roof running around. Rocks were being thrown. Um, they also had and heard th something running through the forest. So it progressed day after day after day as they were leaving out food. He was leaving out chips and grapes as food and some chocolate that they disregarded. But what ends up happening is something kind of strange and unexpected, and that's why he sent it to us to take a look at. And I said, you know All what? Right. We're going to have Maddie and Dr. Mayer check this out and just – right get their feedback. So I'm looking at an image. Uh, it's a video of this documentary uh, filmmaker, a hipster, looks cool, cool guy, and a very beautiful woman sitting next to him was apparently his uh, 
producer or co-producer or whatever. And, you know, and, and YouTube, it's called uh -huh. Bigfoot Story, Mount Shasta, California, if you're looking and for it. And this just came out this morning? Yes. So we are on the case. All right, let's listen to about 30 seconds of what happened to them. Ronnie, you were very excited about this. No, I, so I'm excited. I was. I was. All right, let's, let's hit it, Producer Dave. We see the eight-foot being running right in front of our driveway. And as it's moving away from the vehicle, the direction we're driving, it begins to transform. What? To what I would understand is uh, some sort of sh shape shifting. Mm -hmm. And it's important that I really explain what it looked like. Because when we say transforming or shape shifting, we, we think about the movies when you know the werewolf turns in, the man turns into the werewolf or the werewolf turns into the man. And it's a very organic mutation. That's not what we saw. Yeah. Okay. Do you, do you want to explain sort of how this worked? It, it, it went from running bipedal upright to down on all fours. <gasps> so then it starts moving like this. You just talked and about has its last episode. It begins to transform into what looked like is a very large wolf. What? Shape shifted. And you can see a big bushy tail form behind it. And the color of the fur changed. Oh my God. So Ronnie, we're seeing a pattern here. And then, and then you said he goes on to say it. it Transformed again, so is that it right? transforms. You said twice. Yes, so it transforms again into what he describes is not like this morphing, but more of a hologram uh, image, kind of bleeding through and coming back, and it transforms again from this wolf creature into a small baby black bear. And the crazy thing is, this black bear turns back and looks at them as they're all watching this. All six people in this van. And what was peculiar is the feet were still the size of the Bigfoot. Like the, the it hadn't fully like transformed. Correct. Which would explain why we see tracks but never find a Bigfoot. And if the, they have this capability. What else did we talk about last week? You talked about I remember it was the Russian Bigfoot video. Yeah. And you talked about how it runs on all fours or faints to look like another animal. Yep. That and Holy one other thing. Shit. The blurry pictures. Yes. And he talked about it was kind of like Yes. Changing and blurry. So and what you think might be CGI or fake looking is just because our human eye, when you see this type of interdimensional stuff or whatever it is. He he, he described it as being almost like a projection or a, uh, a computer kind of simulation thing. David even brought that up. Producer David, when we were watching that Russian Bigfoot, he said it looked blurry, Correct. quote unquote, but in an Talk unnatural way. Yep. Could this be the CIA just fucking with us with, I don't know, with, with uh, projection technology? I don't, I don't know. It could be something something else doing it or some other intelligence doing it I'm they're they're really, apparently I, doing it i'm mad at myself for saying cia on the podcast oh boy. every time we do that weird shit happens to us i know cia i'm a big fan do what you got to do <laughs> uh all right let's get to let's not uh bury the lead anymore let's get to dr mayor i don't really have to introduce her if you watch expedition bigfoot if you listen to this podcast you know she is the female indiana jones explorer wildlife expert author emmy nominated reporter speaker she's also a former nfl cheerleader and mom of six and you can check her out with my partner right here ronnie leblanc on expedition bigfoot dr mayor welcome to monsterland hi maddie hi doctor this is a thrill for me See, you can call me Maria. Oh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Excellent. So you watched that YouTube video I sent you? That I did. Isn't that weird? I mean, it was okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I was I was thinking here's a really good example of people you wouldn't expect to Having, be saying all this stuff. Yes. Who seemed really, you know, genuine. And telling their story. Where it lost me, Ronnie, is when they said it turned into a wolf mm -hmm. and then a black bear with big feet. So I'm <laughs> going to need your help understanding that part. <laughs> I know. I, I like uh, instantly what went in my mind was the totem pole. It's funny. Ronnie and I listened to it. And I think, I think before I started this podcast, if I heard a story like that, I would immediately dismiss it and be like, all right, all right. but it's weird because we know some people who we trust, and one guy in particular we're thinking of that we featured on this podcast, his story, he says he saw one dematerialize in front of him, start to kind of dematerialize and disappear. And if you wow. look even at your show, the video that Russ took, 
That thing looks like it just kind mm-hmm. of dissolves, right? I experienced things out there with Russ and, and with Ronnie that if I had not been there to witness with my own two eyes, I, I wouldn't have believed it. Right. So I can't, I can't judge anybody. <laughs> I know. It's wild. Because I have my own set of wild stories from the from the field. Yeah. It's, it, let's talk about that, Dr. Mayor. From, from the beginning, how would you summarize um, your belief level, if you will, from the day you set foot on mm-hmm. set for the first day till when you guys wrapped? How did you change, if at all? So I, it, it's funny. When somebody says, you know, do you believe – the initial thought that I have is, you know, this is, we're not talking about a religion, right? So what I believe is completely irrelevant. What I'm after is, is evidence. And I, I came onto this with a very serious scientific mentality and an approach as I would any other, you know, scientific investigation with not a whole lot of big expectations um, because I didn't want to be disappointed. And what I will say is that I came away from this expedition thinking very differently. And it is due to, you know, sort of like the stories, like, you know, this, um, this video that you were mentioning before, I mean, things that we had happen out there that quite frankly, science cannot explain. Mm. And I, I certainly couldn't explain it, but I know what I saw. So I don't accept it in the absence of evidence. Mm. Um, I've, been, I've always been really interested in the exploratory part of science, and I tend to gravitate towards those more controversial questions, such as Bigfoot, because I find them more interesting. But at the end of the day, I want, you know, concrete evidence. Having said all that, you know, I, I was out there and there were things. I know happened. I saw it happening. I experienced it. But science could not explain it. And that's where it gets tricky for me as a scientist. I believe that uh, if you want to be a part of a big scientific discovery, you have to be willing to take risks. And there's no question that I, I knew going into this that I was taking a risk. And I have received some slack uh, from the scientific community. Uh, some people have said that they were disappointed in me because I was perpetuating a hoax and I was supporting something that had clearly been proven already not to exist. I mean, I've kind of, you know, gotten it all, but as I will say to you and I said to them, I strongly believe that without curiosity, you know, wonder and, and exploration, where would science be? And I have enough experience under my belt out in the field where I have spoken to so many local people and their stories didn't say add up to the scientific community. Like there was no way something like that could be out there. And lo and behold, it turned out to be true. So I think the part about Bigfoot and the legend of Bigfoot that most intrigues me as an anthropologist, which is what my, my PhD is in, is actually the, the people, the Native American lore, the stories, the fact that you have all of these Native American tribes who speak different languages all talking about the same thing and giving the mm. same descriptions mm. in different languages. I mean, you can't just ignore that. Now, you, you've been all over the world, and I remember you telling me, you know, when we were there, like, this place, there's something else about it. Like, there was a constant feeling of being watched. Can you kind of describe that, that feeling and why, what, what were, were your thoughts on why that was the case? Like, it was, it, it was pretty intense. Yeah, I mean, that's, I I often say that when I'm out in the forest, in the jungles, it feels like I'm slipping on a pair of comfortable shoes. It just feels very comfortable, very familiar. I've never felt uneasy out there. And this place was totally different. I, it was almost from day one, in fact, it was day one, that I started to feel as if I was being watched. And it's something, you know, I, I think all of us at some point or another have had that feeling, whether it's, you know, in, in, a, in a grocery store, walking down the street or, or whatever. I had never had that feeling out in the woods. Um, and it was, it was very tangible. I, I, you know, there were very brief moments where I didn't feel that. The majority of the time, it felt like there was a set of eyes on us. Um, and it's, you know, it's slightly 
unnerving for as comfortable as the woods are for me. That was slightly unnerving. There's three instances where Ronnie and I experienced exactly what you two experienced. Um, the, the glowing eyes, the same color. Mm-hmm. I mean, exactly the same, Ronnie. We had in Ohio yep. Yep. and that you guys had together. Um, I'm wondering about your level of fear, doctor, because I know what mine was and I know you're also a mother and I know on the episodes you're out there alone and Ronnie's like, quote unquote, keeping watch with the thermal. <laughs> and and, and yeah. uh, I'm wondering if there's something you won't yeah, Ronnie, do. I never did ask you what I, you would do. Yeah, what were you going to do? I knew, gonna I, was, do? <laughs> I knew I was going to get flack on that human bait idea. Yeah, send was, her out. But I was willing to take that chance. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, he was very enthusiastic about sending me out while he, quote unquote, kept watch. <laughs> that's hilarious. So you, you um, yeah, I guess that's my question. Is there anything that we didn't see that you said no to, or is there something that you wouldn't do out there? Um, I, well, there are certain, okay. So there are certain techniques that, uh, Bigfoot researchers employ, uh, is my understanding, like, you know, tree knocking and howling and that sort of thing. Um, and while I have said that primatologists will sometimes mimic, you know, make a vocalization of the animals that they're after to try and make contact and see if, you know, you get a response. And actually it's met with, with considerable success. That's not something that I would do. Um, however, I'm obviously I'm respectful of other people's techniques. I tried to, to go out there and do this as I would any other expedition when I'm, you know, looking for whether it's, you know, gorillas or, or monkeys or lemurs or whatever it is. And those are just things that I wouldn't do. So at no point was I asked to do something that was outside of my comfort zone. If I had been, I would have simply said no. But I think one of the unique things about this team is that we all brought to it a very different perspective, uh, you know, a set of fresh eyes employing different methodologies. And, you know, and that's one of the things like, Ronnie, you're okay with going out there and and howling. And I think that that has worked for you in the past is my understanding. Right. Is that, is that true? So, so that, you know, so I think we all have to remember that while we were very much trying to approach this with all of this, you know, heavy duty technology. The truth is, is I'm actually a very old school type of researcher. And when I'm out there, there's things that are tried and true that I just keep doing, even though maybe there's, you know, now a more advanced way of doing it. So, but, but, you know, you asked me, what would I not do out there? That that's something that I personally wouldn't do. Did you ever meet? Or was it more of a fear question? Hold on. Was it more of a fear? Like, is there something out yes. there that you could have been asked, like, you know, slather yourself in peanut butter and make yourself bait? Would Correct. I that? I, that's exactly that right, you... Doctor. I was getting at, what I was trying to gauge was your level of feeling safe among these creatures if, oh. if they do exist. And was there any time or is there anything right. that you wouldn't do? Like, mm-hmm. all right, I'm not going to chase one if we think we see one, for example. Right. Yeah, that's a good question. Well, I think I, I sort of led the chase on a couple she of did occasions. you did so, i will i will say this it, that there was it, times i'm behind <laughs> her because she was like running forward into the friggin' woods i love it and like hold on like that's literally how she was charging through things it well, was unbelievable there's a clip of you doctor and when they were doing your bio like in episode one where you get a, a, a faint charge from a gorilla like and you you don't even you just gotta look at the camera and go well there we go i'm like oh my god she's so brave so and that was that was actually one of the more violent charges like they do these bluff charges and i know right away they're just bluffing and it's you know it still gets your heart going don't get me wrong like your 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 heart definitely goes up a few notches but this one I knew that this silverback meant business and actually I I probably that was one of the more worrisome ones but when we were out there I mean there's definitely again you know you get a surge of adrenaline um, but I've always been of the mindset that you know fear just gets in your way right like if I were to feel fear at every one of these uh, on, on any of these expeditions, I wouldn't get very much done because mm. I think it's very easily to easy to fall victim to that. Um, I was out there like all these guys were on a mission and our mission was to try and find, uh, you know, evidence or, or proof that that Bigfoot exists. And so you can't do that while sitting on an armchair, <laughs> right? So if right. you're going to look, you got to be out there and you got to be willing to to take these risks and as an explorer there's calculated risks and i knew what i was getting myself going 
into this, which is, you know, there's a possibility that we will come face to face with something. And of course, if, if that's the case, well, then you better believe that I want to be there to document it. You're, when we watched the, when Russ was able to sh- finally show us that thermal video, what was going through your mind when you were seeing that? Because you, you made a, 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 a great statement about how primates are going to give off a much stronger heat signature and this kind of matches up. Uh, tell me what you were, when you saw that, what was going through your mind? Do you feel like we were, we had gotten something super significant or do you felt like we're still a little far off? No, I mean, to me, that was possibly the most compelling piece of evidence that I've seen to date. And I, you know, when, when Russ called us over to show us uh, what he had filmed, that was not at all what I was expecting. I was pretty blown away with, with that piece of footage, uh, so much so that mm-hmm. I actually took that piece of footage and shared it with a couple of different colleagues, one of whom Bryce talks to on the show, Dr. Russ Mittermeier, uh, another colleague of mine that specializes in uh, bipedalism and uh, primate anatomy. And neither one of them, by the way, are Bigfoot believers. In fact, probably quite the opposite. And I, you know, I told them what we were doing out there. And I said, I'd like you to take a piece of, you know, take a look at this piece of, of evidence or, you know, something that we filmed and just let me know what your thoughts are, what you think it could be. And I loved it because Russ, for example, Russ Mittermeier has one of the world's leading primatologist. He has seen every species of living primate in the wild. Uh, he really knows his stuff. And, and same thing with my other colleague uh, who, who is re- renowned uh, anatomist. He, he knows bipedalism like no one else. And they, they, they watched this video and they were both in the same sort of shock that I was, which is, okay, well, it can't be this. It, it can't be uh, a bear. It's not this. Right. It's not that. And we went through ruling out everything that it could have been given the area we were in. And, you know, we all felt that the vertical height from the chest to the ground, the movement, the, the swinging of the arm, everything that we were seeing was very much in line with an, you know, ape-like bipedal creature and and it's it's a it's a a frustrating thing for me because i still cannot say that is bigfoot i can't say that right what i can tell you is is that that was nothing that we know of out there for 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 me seeing that i was like that is a bigfoot because we were personally in that vicinity while it happened right so all of those elements of having experts look at the footage being blown away Mm. and and then also just knowing that we were the only ones there (laughs) you know and that video was not hey this is given from so and so and so and so but the fact that we were personally in that vicinity while this was happening and uh, then seeing that the next day was just for me i was like holy crap this is unbelievable I, I mean, definitely all of the stuff that, that we saw and experienced and, and, and the, everything we gathered at that time surrounding it, I mean, certainly lends itself to, you know, creating a more accurate picture of what that could be, right? Mm. Um, one of the things that uh, these uh, specialists did not see, and actually I had not obviously seen this at the time until... Um, Bryce met with them was uh, the size comparison. Right. You know, I'm seeing, I'm now seeing that along with everybody else. And oh, wow. Yep. It's, it's quite, I mean, that's quite impressive. That was the first time I saw it last night. Really? And mm-hmm. um, yeah, that comparison piece where we knew it was kind of coming down the, the pipe, but we just didn't know when. And to see that double, you know, for me, oh, double the width, and then like well, like the like he was saying about at least twenty five percent taller. Yeah, there was a huge noticeable difference in the size. Doctor, what do you make of Patterson Gimlin film? 
Uh, that's another interesting question because I had seen it only a few times, you know, before going into this expedition, and I had read the controversy surrounding it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, so I wasn't sure what to think is, is, is the answer until I met Bob Gimlin. Hmm. And what I'll say is this, uh, if, if it was a hoax, he was not in on it. So I think 100%. what he says he saw and what he describes as seeing, he is saying from a good place and, and with a hundred percent honesty, mm-hmm. um, you know, what, what they really saw, I don't know, but the fact that this is one of the most analyzed, I think it's the second most analyzed Correct. video out there. Yep, after and the that film. over and over, you know, these recreations seem to show that, in fact, someone wearing uh, a suit could not have walked in that same gate, given the terrain that was there, all of these different things. I mean, again, seems like a really compelling piece of evidence it's funny ronnie and i have been doing this for a few years together and we've become like this we're like true detective but paranormal edition we're like two (laughs) cops on the trying to feel people out and interview actually maybe that's our next pitch What's that? Like true detective paranormal. We're like two, I like it. two cops on the, but we got in the truck. <laughs> we spent a weekend with Bob uh, in Ohio and we got in and Ronnie and I have this kind of unspoken thing. And after spending a week with him, we get in the truck for our, like whatever it was, 12 hour drive home. We shut the door and Ronnie just looks at me and he goes, well, and I, my exact words were, if it was faked, he didn't know it. Time is a flash. Oh yeah. Circle. I mean, that's the same. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pretty, uh, I'm a, I, I read people rather well. You yes. know what I mean? And I was going into it with an open mind and everything else. But after talking to him, after hearing him recount the story, just getting to know him, I thought to myself, well, if if this was a hoax, this man certainly was not in on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I totally believe that he's uh, he's being sincere. Let me ask you this. We're, we're, a, we're a paranormal podcast at the end of the day. Um, have you had what you would classify as strange or unexplainable or paranormal experience in your lifetime before all this expedition Bigfoot uh, craziness has happened to you? Uh, yes. Ooh, ooh, do tell. <laughs> several, s- several times. Uh, the, the one that really sticks out uh, for me is uh, something that happened while I was in Congo and I was just about to cross into guerrilla territory but the, it was about a six hour trek in and you know it was starting to get dark and so i decided to stay um in this in this village that rented out little you know huts and before may starting you know this this long trek through through a swamp into the guerrilla land hmm. and um when i when i went to sleep i woke up in what, how do I even describe this? In, in, it was almost like hallucinations in a, in a weird way, but I was, I was asleep, but then I woke up and I could still see it. And what it was, was through the door and the windows that were a part of this hut, they had transformed into like jail cell bars and there were hands coming through it. And these hands were reaching for me, and as I would open and close my eyes, thinking, "Okay, if I if I blink again, this will go away," uh, they were getting closer and closer, trying to to grab at me, and it was just all very surreal. And so, I the next morning, I packed up my belongings and I started to head out. And as I gave, as I returned the key, uh, the gentleman said, "Oh, you were in hut number five." Uh, that was built uh, where they used to bury uh, former slaves and prisoners. My God, my God! Isn't that and nice? it was. Just, I just thought. I think I. I think I may have met them last night. My <laughs> God. Um, so that was that was sort of bizarre, and I've had a number of you know bizarre experiences like that, which you could chalk up to coincidence right i could have just coincidentally dreamt that my little cabin was being transformed into a jail cell and and i and i was uh um just having a weird dream right uh but it is very 
strange when then somebody says to you, this is where yeah. prisoners were, were buried without any kind of proper ceremony. I mean, their bodies were just dumped there. Incredible. Yeah, and now you've so now qualify. Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent, and and now you've you've received what we affectionately call here the Ronnie effect, where whenever you spend any time with Ronnie, weird shit starts to happen. Uh, I know that some of that has happened to you on the set of Expedition Bigfoot once Ronnie arrived, correct? <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> like like minute one. <laughs> I know it was weird. Love it. Well, that's what he does. Um. Doctor, I have a weird question <laughs> that might not sound like it's related, but um, I was wondering, did you ever get to meet? Don't Ronnie's giving me a look. Like, um, did you ever get to meet Coco, the gorilla that like did the sign language? Was it Coco? I yes. never. No, I never did. I never did. Because I, I just, was a big fan. Yeah, right. Beside yeah. everyone else. <laughs> well, I was. Totally. I was watching this documentary about Mister Rogers, mm. and like he got to meet Coco. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. C- Coco and him had this incredible bond. And so I'm getting to a Bigfoot point here. But, like, right away, and the lady who, who took care of Coco kind of said, like, wow, he really loved Mr. Rogers, like, right away. And it, there was no warm-up here. You know, mm-hmm. just like they just started signing. And, the you know, when, when he left, he's like, Coco sad, Coco sad. You know, and like, uh, unbelievable. Oh, right. Yeah, right? So my question is, like, in the primate world... If Bigfoot does exist, we always the, the the Native Americans talk about how intelligent they are. That mm-hmm. they might have this ability to, and like infrasound and all that, to communicate with us in ways that we don't yet understand. So my question is, kind of dovetailing off the Coco feeling thing and feeling special people, mm. did you get any feeling that you couldn't quantify scientifically out there? Gosh, that's an excellent question. I mean, I I would almost let Ronnie answer that question because Ronnie made a comment upon meeting me that then Bob Gimlin echoed and Ronnie and I just turned and looked at each other because I think a week had passed in between, you know, Ronnie saying that and then Bob saying the the very same thing. So I don't know. Yeah. Do you want to take that one? I was going to bring that up and that's why I said, uh, like with the question. <laughs> so a week prior, <laughs> we were talking, and she had told me that story f- from the Congo because yeah. we have an experience that's going to be coming up in the next episode that Ooh, great kind of ties into to what she's experienced and what we've started to see happen out there on this expedition. Um, and I told her I felt like there's certain people that are destined to fulfill a purpose in life and destined, destined to have a part in something kind of special. And I felt like for her, she was the chosen one in the sense of being a, a, the, the primatologist, the science, the scientist that would kind of step over the line and really help bring this forward wow. right to the masses and, and some other kind of details. So we had the opportunity to go to, you know, talk to Bob and see that interview and, um, Things that he said in that interview were almost identical to what I told her a week prior and what he was told by the strange tall man that told him he is the chosen one and bringing what? this forward. And I'm telling you, right? I mean, Dr. Maria, <laughs> am I, am I yeah. on this? <laughs> he tells the truth. Yeah, no, it was so funny. He, he said that and, you know, I sort of said, oh, yeah, right, Ronnie, okay. And then Bob says it in the exact same words. And I just turned to Ronnie and we both just looked at each other with, you know, jaws on the floor. (laughs) And and there was something she asked me too, which doesn't really make the show, but I don't know if we talk about it, but. Oh, right. um, Oh yeah. About how would, how would. What would we see first? Show himself. Yeah. So she asked me day one. Day one. She's like, you really think we're going to get some evidence out here? I said, yeah, I do. I'm, I'm really confident. But I said, it's going to come in the form of a light. Ah. And, and she goes, ah. she's like, what? And I said, I, I, I go, I don't know. It's going to come in the form of a light. So later that night, um, she was filming and taking, you know, taking a little breather. No, and- no, 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 no. Wait, 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 Ronnie. You said that to me after that night into which I said, wait, I saw. Oh. A oh, you're right. Yes. And I told you where I started to tell you where I saw it 
and you said, oh, yeah, I saw it. And you said exactly when you saw it, which was precisely Correct. when I had seen it. But neither one of us had talked about it. But describe Incredible. what that describe and, what that light looked like. <laughs> well, as I said to <laughs> which okay, so as we're sitting there and I said to Ronnie, do you really think we're going to find any evidence? And he says, uh, yeah, and I think it's going to come in the form of a light. I looked at him sort of funny because the night before, which was the first night that Ronnie had come in and, and started filming, uh, while he was filming, I started walking around. And as I looked up over the mountains, I see this giant light sort of in the silhouette of what of a Bigfoot, yeah. basically. And it was just this big Bigfoot silhouette up up high, and I, you know, closed my eyes thinking my because it was just getting really dark, and I thought my eyes needed to adjust to the darkness, and I opened it, and there it was, and I did that a few times anyway. Eventually, it went away, but I didn't mention it to Ronnie at all that night. But the next day, when he made that comment about it'll come in the form of a light, I said I, I kind of laughed, and I said, "So weird that you would say that because last night." While you were filming, I saw this light, and I described where I'd seen it. And he says, or he says, I, I and he started completing the sentence because he had seen it too, basically. Because <laughs> he, so he knew exactly when and where I had seen it. So I, I guess that goes back to my what I was trying to get to, like my first or second question in this interview. Is is where do you put that as a scientist? Where do you know, where do you right. analyze that? Where do you what do you do with that? And that's probably why you didn't well, say that, anything, right? That that goes into the science can't explain everything. Mm. <laughs> yeah, file. one of those things mm. that I mean. The thing is, right? I didn't come into this as a Bigfoot enthusiast, right? Which I think should actually come as a relief to everyone. Yes, because the the, the only goal. I had was to go out there and, you know, either prove or disprove, however you want to look at, but, but collect evidence. That's it. I had no other, um, sort of, um, expectations of it all. And so when stuff like that started happening, that didn't have a whole lot of explanation and I, boy, did I look for explanations. I mean, I started to you know, are there airports anywhere near or there is there a military base? Is there this? Is there that? I mean, I really started trying to figure out if there was anything that could explain that particular light that night mm. and uh, came up short. Nothing could explain it. So I think that while it's not the answer we want and is probably not a very satisfying one, the truth is, is that there are still things science cannot explain. And well, and and we recorded what you know. We these are this is what happened. There was no script to follow. You know what I mean? Like this is what as things started progressing and we were filming. This is what we captured. And this is what was uncovered. So pretty wild. If if I would encourage anyone who's not a regular monster listener to this podcast, uh, based and you might be just listening because of Expedition Bigfoot or because we have the good doctor on, uh, go back to season earlier, in, uh, excuse me, later in season three of this podcast, October 31st release and October 26th release. It's our Ohio Bigfoot adventures yes. in the woods. And if you want to hear some couple people who went to go see Bigfoot and got light anomalies, then listen to those two episodes. <laughs> Cause we have, we literally recorded ourselves doctor as we were going through these light anomalies. It's pretty stunning audio if I wow. do say so myself. So, um, well, our, our time with you is, is wrapping up and, uh, Maddie sad, Maddie sad. <laughs> sad. <laughs> um, you know, I, I love the show and I think you are a role model to, you know, certainly, girls who want to get into research, but just people in general. Yeah. Because your your awareness. You're, yeah, you're you're brave, you're practical, you're scientific. I just think you're awesome and uh, we're both huge fans. So thank you. Well thank you so much. Yeah, I hope we uh I hope we inspire more and more people to get out there and, and explore. Absolutely. Thanks Maria. Thank you. All right. Um let's do this, Ronald Shall we? Oh I want to follow up actually on, you know, we opened this episode joking about the photo of you oh, yeah. setting up the trail cam. But, Ronnie, I don't know if you're aware of this, but our monsters were on the case once again. 
I say our, our monsters were on the case once again. <laughs> monsters investigate. <laughs> All right, uh, this is exciting, Ronnie. I don't even know if you're aware of this, but in the episode last night of Expedition Bigfoot, yes, as we said, there was a picture of you from a trail cam giving uh-huh. that sexy blue steel look accidentally. It was really just a stupid look you're giving, like, yeah. is that on? Like, is, that the, the, is this on? Did the shutter go? <laughs> it comes off as a sexy look. <laughs> uh, but... <laughs> Some of our monsters leapt into action. Oh, boy. What? Well, it created a little bit of a discussion on some of our social media pages. Do you see what I see? Did somebody Photoshop something Are in there? Are you looking? No, that's what? the thing. I was ready. I was waiting for the guy. Yeah, I'll you know, say. It always course. devolves into some, like, dick joke of some kind <laughs> with, our, with our monsters. But they started saying, wow, hey, wait a second. Do you see something? Do you see something? Uh-oh. Uh, Caroline. Gonna... Carolyn, sorry. Carolyn, yep. Yeah. Says, Ronnie, looks like you're being watched from behind. Oh, man. So I'm loading up. Let's look at this picture and let's increase it. And oh, my God, Ronnie, over to the left. I don't know. Oh, I shouldn't even say anything. But do you see anything? And if you see anything, show it to me. I've I've got mine. uh, Okay. The one thing that I'm kind of zeroing Okay, there's two things actually, and this one's kind of weird because it's just doesn't look right. Okay, so I'm going to show you this. Okay. Right back in here. Or is this something? Wait, let's see. Great pod. Great pod. You, guys, you guys want to talk into the microphone? Yeah, oh, no, no. Uh, uh, we don't need right. microphones. No, no one so, listens anyway. So, to the left of this tree, so yes. you're looking at the same photo, there's a grayish I, I, face. I see, I see uh, like what looks like, unless it's a, a tree. It looks like a hand and face poking up from behind that tree. Do you see that? Boom, boom. Face, arm. Face, arm. Like almost, almost like it's peeking out with its arm swinging out. Do you see that? Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Isn't that eerie? Where that grayish yes. thing I'm seeing. Yes. Yes. Okay. What is... And then, so I'm seeing something in the middle there, but... Uh, further down too, like almost leaning against a tree, but it could just be the the bar. You know, it the could darkness. be branches. It could, but mm-hmm. I'm telling you, over to the left there, it looks. I think that's what she's referring to. It looks like something's poking its head out, and we're kind of seeing its arms swing out. Yeah, at the bottom. like I wasn't seeing that at first. Yeah. Nice catch. Now let's see if she can circle that or tell us, hey, that's right. this is what I'm seeing. Yeah. So, so if any monsters want to look at that picture and analyze it, and and it might be much to do about nothing. It might be that. David, we talked about it before in this podcast. Uh, there's that condition where you your mind sees things that you want to see. I always forget what it is. Yeah, was it paradoia, paradigm? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, Seeing faces. It definitely could be that, but I just think it's interesting that our monsters are on the case, Ronnie. And they're looking. Man. They're looking for it. Um, did you? You said there's something coming up in the episode that we don't know about yet, but that it's that it's pretty cool. Um, it gets. Like the paranormal starts getting more and more apparent, you know what I mean? Like yeah. there's, it's just undeniable yeah. that, it, and we're not. Again, I'm just saying, like we were just lucky to document. I was lucky to get those lights um, that I filmed last night with right. the camera, right? And I also had an experience of seeing a huge white ball of light that flew over. Holy crap! When I didn't have an opportunity to film that, and that was one of the biggest. Uh, regrets of the whole thing that I didn't capture that because it flew right over me oh. and it's and it stopped in midair when I put a flashlight on it. So we have you know you <laughs> so. you and I had light anomalies. You and the good doctor had light anomalies. Um, the the list of light anomalies vis a vis Bigfoot is just so long it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's just part of the part of the thing. We opened the podcast with a documentary clue a crew talking about seeing a shape shifting Bigfoot. Um, which is, again, something we've heard time and time again. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I've come out the other side of this experience with you in these few years in terms of Bigfoot as, like, I'm in the haunted forest category. I, I, again, not to say that there's not a yeah. bipedal creature, but I think these forests, I think you're going through paranormal activity in these forests, just mm. like you would a haunted house, as I've said. Um, man, it's just... And, and, and there was the theory that possibly... You know, are people seeing these Bigfoot-type creatures, like, are they 
really manifestations of a spirit kind of taking a form and shape-shifting into this form, or is that right. their, really their core form? This story, surprisingly enough, that we discussed in the beginning of the episode on YouTube, and how she completes it saying at the end, after it shape-shift from a Bigfoot to a wolf to a baby black bear, that it still had the Bigfoot feet. So that would tell me almost like that's its... That's its like kind of core form that it can't change completely. I don't know. It you know, just... I've I've got that sweatshirt that I wear from time to time. Yeah, that my wife Yoko gave to me, with, and then she with just the gave UFO me... kind of. Yes. Set. yes, it's a UFO dropping off a Bigfoot, basically. Yeah, man, I'm telling you, and it's, I she got goes, me a T-shirt of it too. It's it's it not that funny more, anymore. Yeah, it just goes more and more that way when you look into it, when you look at the stories, when you. Talk to the people who have had experiences like these. The, the documentarian, you know, the, the filmmakers, they seem pretty normal to me, even though the story is so outlandish. You can understand why that gets swept under the rug in reports and different things. Hey, look, man, I'm sorry. But if, I got, if I'm Matty Blake, PhD, I ain't going to be going around going, I think these things are getting dropped off by light orbs. Or there you or, go. Because you're going like to lose your federal funding. No and, way. You know. But... Yeah. Everywhere we're seeing Bigfoot, we're hearing stories like yeah. this. So, I mean, she, Dr. Maria is courageous for, for one, undertaking this thing. But she, like she said in the interview, I'm not, I'm not a Bigfoot researcher. I am a primatologist. I'm right. a scientist. Right. And I'm bringing a different perspective here and, and working with you guys collaboratively. So, And it's so funny, like, uh, you know, people talk about scientific approach to finding Bigfoot. If there is such a thing, you guys are doing it. And I think that's really compelling that you had on that episode – a primatologist uh, and a doctor who specializes in that type of thing, bipedalism and all that, yeah. who doesn't believe in Bigfoot, who said, I think you got an ape loose. Yeah. And, and for <laughs> in, me, the cherry the on woods. top was, was Bob Gimlin yeah. looking at that footage yes, yes. and saying, you guys, yes. you guys got something. Yeah, because he ain't, Bob Gimlin ain't exactly a moneymaker where everything no. is a squatch. Right. <laughs> Definitely a squatch. <laughs> hey, do you, guys, do you guys see that tent over there? Definitely a squatch. <laughs> that word makes me... <sighs> Anyhow. Hey, uh, we have a new number. A new way to leave us monster oh, yeah. mail. Exciting? Now monster voicemail. Just call 401-400-0965. That's 401-400-0965. Or... 401-400-09-ML for Monsterland. Love it. 401-400-09-ML for Monsterland. And you can leave us voicemails. This is so exciting. And we have our first that. one, Ronnie. We just got one. So hold on. Let me get. Let me pull it up here. I'm going to say, can, before you even play it, that it's not real. It's 100% real. real. Hold on, David. I'm logging on now. I forgot. <laughs> we got a voicemail right <laughs> as I was coming here. I'm excited because we just set this up. Let me find you. Oh, my God. Oh, we can edit this. Sorry, dude. <laughs> I just remembered this as we we're doing it. This always happens. Oh, Rocaster Pro. <laughs> okay, I'm on. Ronnie, was it not 20 seconds ago that I said, do you need the Bluetooth? <laughs> no, no, no. We're fine. Oh, oh, you did. I know. I get. Oh. <sighs> I didn't have much time to prepare. <laughs> Here we go. Let's see who it is. Are you okay, excited? Okay. It, could be, it could be a mega fan. Okay. And then you what if it's someone saying, oh my God, I love the new show, Ronnie? All right. I'll, I'll All give right. you the benefit of the doubt. Here we go. Oh my God. Literally the first voicemail we got. <laughs> play it backwards. It's a, it's a satanic, <laughs> satanic riddle if you play it backwards. Here's another one. You guys suck. You're not kidding. It's me. You're awesome. <laughs> I need to get a day job. <laughs> testing, testing. I was testing it. Was so oh, here's good. one we got. It's called Review of Your Podcast. Here we go. I'd like to report one of them. Big Titan. This is uh, Jimmy Joe. Jim, Jim Bob Victor calling oh, from Cheyenne, Wyoming. What? I was Squatch country, right? Down there by the creek. And oh, I wait a sec. Crick. And uh, he tried to come at me. I took out a shotgun and just uh, what? blew it straight in the Damn. Scared that. <laughs> Scared that little bastard back into the creek, and uh, <laughs> I figured out I know who's buying all these big buttons. Oh, 
It's the Jews. No, no, wow. no, all right. no, all right. no. Time to shut no. it down. No, <clears throat> sounded suspiciously like our Jewish producer, sounded, producer Dave. Sounded wow. real to me. Yeah, it kind of did. <laughs> so, if you would like to get in the fun and leave us actual comments and questions, <laughs> you just call us. On our new voicemail system, uh, rates may apply. I don't know how Google voicemail works. I don't know if the, the I, don't I don't even know. Do, I don't know. Do, phone, do phone calls cost anything anymore? <laughs> 401-400-0965. us hear from you, monsters. 401-400-09ML. Ronnie, let's get to one of our favorite segments, and that, of course, is Monster Media. Monster you Media. are listening to the Monsterland Podcast with Ronnie LeBlanc and Maddie Blake. I'm scared to close my eyes. I'm coming apart! Now it's time for Monster Media. Yes, sir, boys. Producer Dave checking in with Monster Media. Just want to play you a trailer of a new miniseries on HBO. The the master of the macabre. Macabre? 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 Uh, Stephen King is, is back, or at least his work is, is back in this new. So uh, you want me to just play this, boys? Yeah, please. All right, please. here we go. I'm sorry. Hey, Glory, Glory. No, no, no. You need to go. What's he doing with him? I'm as baffled by this conflicting evidence as you are. Terry murdered a child. Everything he does after that is like he's begging us to catch him. What kind of criminal does that? He didn't do it. The evidence. I don't want you to listen to me, okay? I didn't kill the kid, okay? I want you to put the phone down, okay? I want you to put the phone down. I didn't kill the kid, all right? We good? We good? Can you let me go? Can I make bail? Okay, we're going to make bail. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to set up bail. I'm going to... Jason Bateman, I saw this last night, David. Unbelievable symbiotic. This looks cool. Dude, let me tell you something. I watched... They did a two-episode premiere last night on HBO as we record this. The show is called The Outsider. Okay. Starring Jason Bateman and the great Ben Mendelsohn. He's one of those guys, as I've said before, I would fly to Hawaii to watch him hang sheetrock. He's just one of those actors. He produces too, Matty. Oh, Men- so- Mendelsohn, yeah. Mendelsohn, wow. and, and, and Bateman and directs Bateman well. it right. and stars in it. Mm-hmm. It is. Now, I don't know. I'm, I'm prone to hyperbole. No. Get out. But this is the greatest piece of Maddie excited. Maddie excited. (laughs) Maddie excited. Put the kitten down. Coco. All right. This is the best pilot I have seen. Really? Really? Since True Detective. The first season. It has that that gritty vibe. Like the the, uh, the tone is definitely. Now, I don't know that this show will be able to keep up. With the pace, with how the great the pilot is, because what happens is not no spoilers. I promise, it definitely trends towards okay, something paranormal is going on here. And anytime you introduce that into a gritty real world cop drama, mm. it's really hard to pay that off, right? Right. Because you're dealing with metaphysical stuff and paranormal stuff, and it's just hard. So I hope it does. But just in terms of pilot, that is one of the most edge of my seat, exciting. Moments in television I've had again. I'd have to go back to the first season of True Detective. Wow! So I'm gonna have I to watch this tonight. Cannot recommend this highly enough. It is a, you know, and they right off the bat they set up the mystery, and you're like, all right, how are they gonna get out of this one? Mm. You know, it's one of those mm. deals, almost like a, where it's like a Lost or something, where they present something yes. that almost has to be paranormal, yep. and the cops are going, what the? And how the, can and we this explain is, this? This is Stephen King. Stephen no? King wrote it. Yeah. It's based Ooh. on a novel by him, I guess. So, oh, I'm in. Super excited in. for this. Great call, David. Um, Thank you. Yeah. This, by the way, when you go check out The Outsider, if you are watching something involving Ralph, Ralph Macchio and C. <laughs> Thomas Howell, you've gone to the wrong place. The Outsider. That's singular, not outsiders. Stay gold, pony boy. <laughs> um, what do you think of that movie, by the Let's way? Do it for I, Maddie. Um, outsiders? Yeah. It's. It's sort of place in popular culture is greater than the actual product itself, if mm. that makes sense. Bingo. I went back yeah. and watched it with Mad Max because he read the book. 
in school yep. in uh, in eighth grade last S. year. S. E. Hinton didn't age well. Yeah, I used to read those books. Yeah, I enjoyed them. It's terrible. So doesn't age well. It was really cringy in a lot of different moments. Like when Leif Garrett is being drowned in a fountain. (laughs) That's kind of dark, right? You know, like beauty shots of the actors, like, you know, they're delivering Mm. monologues and it's just like, you know, they're literally got the glow around them. Yeah, the Barbara Eden, like soft lens focus. (laughs) Civil Shepherd, yeah. 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 So, uh, but, you know, it's time and place and it's it's a wonderful story. It's more fun to go back and uh, like, it's like you're looking at baby pictures of these stars, you know, Cruz and and Dylan and Macchio and Swayze and yeah, on and on. Um, Great call. Mm. Great show. The Outsider. Now this actually, Ronnie, if I could add to Monster Media. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be a kind of a hybrid monster media, monster mail, if you will. This was sent to us by our good buddy and co-star with you of Expedition Bigfoot. He posted this. Oh, Bryce? Uh, no, Mr. Russ Accord. Russ did. Russ Acord, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, Russ Acord sent us this trailer. Again, we always lament the lack of great Bigfoot movies. Is this one of them? Mm. I give you... The official trailer for Bigfoot 2020. I'm going to give it to you straight about Bigfoot. Some kind of demented creature. Always on the hunt for intruders. Looking to kill. To devour. Thirsty. For blood. I'm a TV producer. Putting a team together to investigate what happened up there. This is Dr. Alan Fries. She's our primate Crap. specialist. Is this what happens? Peter Moore, <laughs> Over by the helicopter is Mr. Singer. He's on loan. It's security. literally your, your team. That's great. This undiscovered primate can come in many forms. Of course, there's footprints. Often there is a strong skunk-like odor. Mm. We should go. It's walking upright. Look at you that. It's like all things big for Banana. It's like the Predator. Yeah. There's something moving. I don't know what it is. Okay. So uh, now it turns into you know, Bigfoot Bigfoot as Jason. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like right. Bigfoot mixed with Friday 13th. But it starts off, it's almost, Ronnie, like somebody got a sneak copy of Expedition Bigfoot right? and watched the series and then quickly wrote a screenplay because the team is literally like a female primatologist, right? Yeah. There's the uh, military guy like Russ. <clears throat> then there's like the paranormal guy who seems to be kind of like leaving the big, and it's, and it's an expedition. And then Bigfoot is like a horror monster, like Mike Myers or Jason killing them in the woods. I so, just realized this, they're going to make like 10 of these movies, right? It's going to be Bigfoot well, one, Bigfoot two, Bigfoot. Probably. So, <laughs> but my whole thing was like, yeah, right. That's wild. Bigfoot as Jason, mm. f- fine, fun, <laughs> but does it do anything to advance the cause? And why don't we just all watch the real thing on Sunday nights? <laughs> right? Very true. That's wild, man. My second thought is why didn't they cast you in it? I don't know. What do you think as you watch that? I, I'm, I, I mean, definitely kind of cheesy, low budget kind of vibe to it. But I probably would check it out just for like for fun. But. It is funny how it parallels the uh, the it's expedition. Like your team. The it's like it's like literally like fictionalized versions of everyone on that expedition Bigfoot team. It's amazing. <laughs> it's weird. You know, it speaks to a zeitgeist or a singularity that can happen creatively sometimes mm. in society. Like I I don't know if we mentioned it on this podcast before, but um, like there have been times where I remember like telling my brother I was working on a on a screenplay, and then I go to the movies. And, and you'd see the idea. Oh my right god! And I'm screen, like, yeah. I literally for a half a second think did someone break into my computer and, mm. and steal my idea? So I think it's, it's might speak to that. Like we all kind of society trends in these directions. Right. That like collective consciousness. Yes. Because yep. this is literally like your team. It's That's really nuts. funny. It's a, it's almost like a trailer for Expedition Bigfoot, but you know Hollywood version. Right. So hmm. I just thought you had to see that. That's uh, incredible. I'll check it out. You'll check it yeah, out. I'll we'll, do do a, we'll do a review. We'll do a review. That'd be great. All right. Let's get out of here. I think we covered enough. Um, Ronald, thank you for uh, the thank insider you. access to the great show. Last night's episode was fire, brother. I'm did so did you like you. it? Oh, my God. It's so, it's just, you guys are doing everything right. I, I thought it was really good in the sense of what keeps on being piled on. And, and again, just this is as it kind of happened and how it progresses. And I was excited to see it. But that was the first time seeing it myself. So, And next week, we will be on with a, another 
cast member yes. of Expedition Bigfoot. Yeah, we're going to have Russ on. Yes, and, Russ back uh, on the show. That's We'll have two more episodes of uh, the show, Expedition Bigfoot. And so it's we're coming down to the wire. It's getting crazy. I wonder if we could do like a, after the finale, maybe get a couple people on. Yeah. Who are, you know, do like a little round table. Uh, totally. Virtual, virtual round table. Totally. Why, why am I talking about I can this? make that happen. <laughs> why did it make it vaguely sexual? <laughs> I don't know why. Maddie, inappropriate. Maddie, inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the Outsiders. This is the th- I didn't know this, but this was the theme to the Outsiders. That'll put you in the mood, right? You know who's a ridiculous character in the Outsiders is Matt Dillon's character? Mm. Because he's like he's like a 16-year-old kid. He commits murder. Yeah. And at one point, he's living in a flop house with like these badass bikers. And it's like, <laughs> if a 16-year-old kid committed murder, you wouldn't... Put him in the upstairs apartment of a bar. Right. Like, what is going on here? Yeah, he's, like, oh, he's, a, he's a misunderstood rebel. He's badass. Stay away from him. Like, he weighs 113 pounds. He's 16. Maddie, you get tough like me, oh. and nobody's going to hurt you. Oh. <laughs> oh. I've got the chills, the wrong kind of chills. Now, the character names were fantastic. Come on. Two bit. Two bit pony, pony boy. boy. Dally. Dallas, right? Yeah, Dallas. They call him Dally. Oh, we're, we're forgetting yeah. a couple. We're forgetting a couple here. Pony Boy looks just like my brother when he's young. A young C. Thomas Howell. Would you um, like to recite the Robert Frost poem for us? I no. think I think now's the time. Oh, but I'm going sweet. to do it. Oh, I'm going to do it as Coco. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that oh. was beautiful. We're gonna, get, we're gonna get tweets <laughs> yeah. from Gorilla Rights. Yeah, I know. All right, <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Dr. Mayor. Thank you, Ronnie LeBlanc. Thank you, Producer Dave, and thank you, Monsters. Give us a call. Use our new Monster Mail, please. We would love to hear from you, or you can just do it the old-fashioned way. Email us. Tweet us. We want to hear from you. Until next week, it's your old pals, Maddie and Ronnie and Producer Dave, reminding you to stay monstrous. See you. Stay gold, pony boy. Stay gold. (laughs) I need to get a day job.